0: Today, on this July 29th, we've always celebrated the Feast of St. Martha. But this year, with the help of the Holy See and whole Liturgical Commission, we have um, — we're celebrating not only Martha, but also Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. We put them back together so they can celebrate as one. Because it's not just Martha who is important here for us, but also Mary, as well as Lazarus, the three of them. And secondly, we do have, we do have two options for the Gospel reading. This is the reading that I gave you, but also the other one from the Gospel of St. John, where Martha is actually a witness to and a woman of faith to the resurrection. She, is, she believes in Jesus as being the life and resurrection. But let's just kind of explore some reflections here on the, the gospel story of Saint Martha and Mary. Uh, it is kind of interesting uh, because it's very succinct. There's so much here in this gospel passage where we have a situation where Jesus with his disciples goes and stops in a village two miles away from Jerusalem called Bethany. And so he goes there. So can we imagine not only Jesus, but there's 12 men who are besides. So we are not really surprised that Martha is worried. You know, all these people coming here and not only all these people, but very important person, Jesus himself. And so she is worried. Did she do enough of preparation before the coming? Who knows? Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. But nonetheless, it seems like quite a bit of food to prepare from scratch. And so there she's worried. Now we see Mary, who um, was sitting by Jesus, listening to him by his feet. And um, and on one hand, she seems like she should be helping her sister, obviously. She should be helping her sister. But on the other hand, you know, she kind of reminds Jesus, she kind of complains to him, don't you? Realize, you sent her there. You know, you know, why? Why are you keeping her next to you? She should be already helping me. So he's almost kind of rebuking Jesus. He says, "You know, you know, there's so much work to do here, but you're not really thinking of me. And you should have sent my sister Mary. He says, go, help her sister. But the situation is very interesting, is because the Lord is he speaking to Martha? He th- he's, not, he's not saying something that it is bad for her sister to be helping her. That's not the case. Martha, Martha, you're anxious and worried about many things. There's need of only one thing. And Mary has chosen the better part. Better part. And this will not be taken away from her. What is this better part? We all know to listening to the voice of God. Not because Martha did not need help. She did. But Jesus speaks to her. Maybe, maybe she wanted to make this reception so perfect, you know, everything arranged. Only those who are pre- preparing for the celebrations know that you can have a simple presenta- reception, or you could have a little more elaborate. Maybe she wanted to have more elaborate. Who knows? Uh, we do not know, but that is not the, that's not the point of the story of the gospel. And the point is that point is that to listen to God because she was not just listening to Jesus, He's the Son of God, Son of God. And so we what we have here is an incredible story that we need to always be mindful of. Yes, service and taking care of those who I need take care of those who are, you know, especially when it comes to hospitality, who need to be welcomed properly. But at the same time, where is the place where we are to be attentive to the voice of God, to His Word, to meditate on His Word? And, you know, in the Gospel of St. Luke, this story is preceded by the story of Good Samaritan, which means Jesus was saying how important taking care of others is. The Good Samaritan, so action is very, very important. But the Lord also wants to make sure that that's not the only thing. That's not the only thing. Remember when the disciples, after the resurrection of Jesus, where Peter was saying, you know, we have to take care of the widows and orphans and all the poor. We have to take care of them so much so that we don't even have time to meditate on his word and preach and teach. And so that's why they chose the seven, seven deacons to help them out, because there's only so much time and there's only so much we can do. Yes, we have to feed the poor. We have to feed the hungry and give thirsty and water to thirsty and take care of the poor. We have to. This is not something, an option. The Lord wants us to do that. But on the other hand, how do we arrange our time? How do we arrange our time where we can do both? And so if we were to look at the story of Martha and Mary, we could say, you know, the Lord is saying, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else we added on to you. Seek first. Seek first. Listen to the voice of God first. And so if we we're to look at this listening to the voice of God, what we can say is the following. First of all, why should we listen? Why do we need to sit at the feet of Jesus? Why is this the better part? It's because we know that that within the culture in which we live right now, and the things that we have to do, there's so many things that we have to do, and we don't have time. We don't have time. There's so many gadgets, there's so much information coming, there's so many text messages, there's all kinds of things. You know, there's, you know, the, you know, the priorities which are really right in front of us to make sure that the family life is okay, the children are fed or nourished or they're taken to school or protected with all the activities which are, are part of it. So the Lord is asking us to take a closer look. So why should we listen? Why should we be sitting at the Lord's feet? And why it should be a, a, a key priority within us is, first of all, that the Word of God provides us with the very wisdom of God that we need for all our life's decisions and direction. We need God's Word because we have to make decisions continuously. Should I do this or not? Should I do this? Should I respond to a person who has just kind of, you know, not only neglected me, maybe not said the right things, or what should I do at work, wherever we are? We are always invited to to make decisions. And how can we make a good decision when when we have without the Word of God, because the Word of God teaches us, guides us, he tells us everything, how to live according to God's ways, instructions, so we can be godly, that we can be holy, that we can be caring. God, God gives us his word, and Jesus is the one who manifests the Father's, Father's will for us. So now we have to remember that without God's word, without the word of God, we're not able to also defend ourselves spiritually from spiritual attacks, from evil attacks. Because we can't decide we cannot you know we cannot sometimes determine what's going on and so we are sometimes overwhelmed on a on spiritual level not only that but on emotional level too there's wounds and problems difficulties how can we discern properly what to do amidst everything else not only the busyness of life but also the the wounds the hurts within us how God can address heal and strengthen us from within. So the word of God is necessary for us because then we can, we can be, we can, we can not only respond to God better, but also we may be healthier and stronger that we can have the capacity to, to defend ourselves from, from the various attacks. But then another reason why should we be sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to word of God is because we need to stay in that communion of love stay in that communion of life. So we are, it's a personal relationship, developing a relationship with God, because sometimes God can be a little too far away from us, you know, from the activity. And we need to develop a very strong personal relationship where we speak to him, where we see his his face literally, where we are able to hear the whispers that he wishes to communicate with us. So entering into this communion of love, communion of relationship, THIS IS WHEN WE BECOME VERY STRONG, BECAUSE WE'RE NO LONGER AFRAID, WE'RE NO LONGER FEELING ALONE, OR, or WE FEEL THAT, that WE ARE that we are NOT ABLE to, TO CONTINUE ON THIS JOURNEY IN THE WAY WE DO, BECAUSE WE CAN GET TOO ANXIOUS, CAN BE FILLED WITH FEARS AND WORRIES. BUT WHEN WE HAVE THE LORD NEXT TO US, WITH US, AND, and IT IS THROUGH SITTING AT HIS FEET THAT WE'RE ABLE TO, to BECOME VERY STRONG. We become free, we become men and women who are able to overcome the weaknesses, because when we speak to him and we ask him to be with us, not only that he is, but that he will feel his grace, his strength. Now, um, the, the, why would the word of God be so important? Because there's so many pressures around us from coming from every direction. Look at the world of politics, you know, economic, economic worries, concerns. You know, although right now maybe okay, but sometimes who knows about the future of inflation and everything else. But also the other pressures that come is from from the environment in which we live, the pressures, the cultural pressures, uh, all kinds of things pushing us, uh, political pressures pushing us, and so once again, it is this capacity within us. To become strong and know who we are, what we are to do, and and it is it is something that once we are next to the Lord and listening to His feet, what we do is receive the better better part, better part from you know as 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 Jesus says to to um, to Martha and she says she she is, she she has chosen the better part and it will not be taken away from her. God's word cannot be taken away from us no matter what. God's wisdom and God's grace and God's love and mercy will not be able to take, no one can take it from us. You know, uh, you know. St. Paul says in such a powerful way that neither death, nor suffering, nor whatever can ever separate us from the love of God. We cannot be separated because no earth, no power, No power of the enemy, no power of the evil can really separate us from God, even if he wants to attack us from every direction. And we can always run and hide in the heart of Christ. We can always hide there. We can always feel this sense of of security and harmony and peace within. So, So this is what we have. We have the Lord who gave us through the Gospel of St. Luke, a beautiful reflection on, on the importance of sitting at the, at the feet of Jesus. And so our question would be, what is pre- pre- preventing us from sitting at the feet of Jesus more frequently? What is preventing us? So it's kind of doing some examination of conscience and say, okay, what is it that's blocking me? Is it, you know, my, my worries or my, it could be my family, could be my, you know, whoever, my work. And so we have to ask the Lord to help us arrange the time so that we may have a chance to sit a little bit more, more frequently, or, or maybe perhaps even longer. Now, the second aspect today is that gospel we did not read and we see not just Martha as being, being sort of kind of, you know, quietly reprimanded by the Lord, you know, but it's the Martha who is at the heart of the story of faith. And so many, many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brothers passing away. And and when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she ran to him. She ran to him. She wanted to see him. And she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. And so if you have, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God the Father, God will give you. And Jesus says to her, your brother will rise. And Martha says, I know that he'll rise in the resurrection on the last day. So she knows, she heard very well. Even if she worked in the kitchen, she still heard what Jesus said. So, you know, she, she heard whatever was going on. And the Lord spoke about, about the life and resurrection. I am the life and resurrection. Whoever believes in me will never die. And so she knows, she has heard these words. Jesus instructed them, and so she knew. And so she says, I know he will rise in you know, the resurrection on the last day. But Jesus says, I am the resurrection and life. Who believe, Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live, and anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And Jesus says to her, do you believe this? Do you believe this? And, and she says, and she says, yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ. You are the Son of God. You are the one who's to come. I mean, between those two Gospels, we see how Mary listened to Jesus. But Mary, but Martha, busy as she was, she heard and she actually gives witness You know, she's, she's a lady of doing things, you know, she's a doer. So even there, Mary didn't have a chance to even speak. And Martha already took care of everything. So, you see, that was Jesus who, who actually uh, acknowledges that within her. And of course, we know that Lazarus is the one who was raised from the dead. And, and, uh, you know, it is interesting that we don't have Lazarus speaking. However, the problem with Lazarus was that because he was raised from the dead, it became truly problematic because then, you know, know, the, the, the authorities at that time, religious authorities, are being worried about this. It's a little getting too important. Too many people are speaking about and they see Lazarus as being a witness to the power of Christ. And now, what do you do? Is he going to be the king? Is going to be a messianic king? Romans will destroy the, the Palestine, the, the, the land. There's all kinds of worries. And so we have a silent witness, but powerful witness in Lazarus. He doesn't speak in the gospels. We don't hear his voice, but we know that he was raised and he became the witness of the power of Christ at work. And, and the summary today, is the first reading from the Gospel of John. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is of God. Kind of summarizes both Martha, Mary, and our life. And then God being the God of love, whoever is without love does not know God, for God is love. In this way, we have come to know God, who has revealed Himself as God sent His only Son, and so love was sent to us. Love, merciful love, forgiveness. This is, how the, this is how great the Father's love was for us, because even though we were still in a state of sin, God, and we were rebellious against God, and yet God, out of love, rescued us, and He wanted to give us His life. He wanted to give us His, his reconciliation. In this is God's love manifested, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an expiation for our sins. And not only expiation for our sins, but also for those of the whole world. You know, the, the, the phrasing that we kind of read today is almost like the phrasing of the chaplet itself. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. He came to expiate our sins in atonement for our sins and for those of the whole world. And so this is from John's letter that we hear the words which we pray, which Jesus revealed to Faustina and to all of us, that we are to pray, to offer Jesus as our atonement, as our atoning sacrifice for for us and for the whole world. And we not only are recipients of that grace but we also make sure that everyone else also be the recipient not only that we receive his mercy and and forgiveness and reconciliation but also that everyone in the entire world may experience God's love and mercy so that they may be included in in the kingdom of heaven. So as we celebrate today this this wonderful memorial of Saint, M- Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, the Lord is reminding us what is essential, what is important, but above all, that we would listen to him, that we welcome him into our hearts, especially that we welcome him through his word and also through the reality of the Eucharist where he comes to us. He wants to be with us. I don't think we realize how much he loves us, he wants us to be with us. No person who loves another wants to stay away from the other person. And this is how God, through the, in Jesus, He wants us to show us how much He loves us. He does not want to ever be away from us. I'll be with you till the end of time. I'll always be there for you. And so to welcome Him, to really honor Him, to worship Him, is when we receive Him in the Eucharist they would just thank him for that gift of himself because he never wants to be away from us. He wants us to be with him in heaven.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit MIC Prayers